Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book leading, learning from life and my years at Manchester United. If someone asks you to name a few Premier League teams, you'll surely think of Manchester United. And when it comes to Manchester United, it's impossible not to mention Alex Ferguson, the founder and soul of the team and the author of today's book leading. Alex Ferguson was the long-serving coach of Manchester United from 1986 to 2013. Over 26 years, he turned Manchester United from a team that failed to win an English League championship for almost two decades into a champion legion that has won 38 trophies, including 13 Premier League titles and two Union of European Football Association's Champions League titles. He was also responsible for the unprecedented treble-winning year of 1999. That same year, he received a knighthood from the British royal family for his outstanding contributions to British football and became Sir Alex Ferguson. As a result, Ferguson is affectionately known by fans as Sir Alex. You might be wondering how could Ferguson the football coach write a book about management? It's all thanks to Michael Moritz, chairman of Sequoia Capital, a US headquartered private investment firm best known for helping to shape and organize companies such as Apple, Google, and YouTube. Moritz had been following Manchester United since 1968 and always wondered how they maintained a high level of performance over several decades. Ferguson had first talked with Moritz about collaborating on a book before his retirement. But for various reasons, they couldn't turn the idea into reality. With Ferguson's retirement, they brought the project back to the table, and after several rounds of discussion, aided by Moritz, they finally completed leading. In this book, Ferguson focuses on his experience in managing Manchester United, and explains how he built, managed, and led the club to become a champion team. There is neither profound theoretical knowledge, nor a preaching tone to the book. The author in a first-person narrative summarizes his successful experience from a long professional career. Next, let's read the book in three parts. The first part discusses how to improve your leadership skills, the second part examines two traits of leaders, and the third part explores resilience in leaders. In Michael Moritz's epilogue to the book, he points out that there are plenty of attributes that separate great leaders from good managers. Good managers are easy to find, but great leaders are the rarest. So, what should we do to improve our leadership skills if we want to be a great leader? First of all, we should learn to think and operate like an owner or a person owning a substantial stake in the business even if we are neither in a financial or legal sense. Moritz believes that a great leader will never focus only on what the business can achieve immediately. Instead, they have a larger purpose in mind and will develop a long-term strategy for the organization. Simply put, they won't neglect the company's long-term growth whilst pursuing short-term performance goals. They are managers with a sense of long-term proprietorship. Ferguson also believes that when running a team we must look as far down the road as possible. This is the philosophy he practiced throughout his 26-year coaching career at Manchester United. He said it was crucial to prioritize a long-term strategy for the club. He always had to think about the team's composition a few seasons ahead and maintain its competitiveness. To achieve this goal, 
Ferguson set up a large-scale youth system for Manchester United. This talent training system has supplied a steady pipeline of excellent football talent for Manchester United and ensures its consistently high level of performance. David Beckham for example is a great advertisement for the youth team policy. In 1986, Manchester United scout Malcolm Fidgen spotted David Beckham, then only 12 years old. He was then introduced to Manchester United's Football Academy. At 17, Beckham made his debut for the first team and has been a star ever since. As well as operating and thinking like an owner, we also need to learn to listen and observe. As a leader, it's important to have a sense of who we are managing in order to draw out the best in people. The only way to figure this out is by listening and observing. Listening is paying attention to people's advice, taking constructive suggestions on board, and ignoring meaningless criticism. In 1992, after a game between Manchester United and Leeds United, Ferguson took a team bath with the players. He listened to their analysis of the match. When he heard several players raving about Eric Cantona, Leeds United striker, Ferguson also developed an interest in Cantona. Ferguson later sought advice from Gérard Ollier, the French manager, and the French sports journalist Eric Bielderman on signing Eric Cantona. Combining opinions from all parties, Manchester United eventually brought in Cantona. Ferguson's decision proved to be right. Cantona helped Manchester United win four league titles in five years and became a key contributor to secure the Premier League crown. This result shows the power of listening. A good leader can quickly identify valuable information from the opinions of those around him and turn it into a catalyst for success. What does observation mean? There are two forms of observation. The first is observing details, and the second is observing the big picture. Ferguson believes that we must watch for the tiny particulars whilst also understanding the broader landscape as a leader. When we take a step back and observe the big picture instead of losing ourselves to the details, we can broaden our horizons. A coach can observe the whole team's training and pick up on players' moods, energy, and habits. Before a game, Ferguson observed opponents in detail, watched videos of their games, understood their characteristics, and developed specific tactics crucial to winning games. By observing details, Ferguson saw things that surprised him. And through watching the game from the sidelines, he found some good players and introduced them to the team. For example, Park Ji Sung was the best player Ferguson spotted when watching Lion play PSV Eindhoven. Park was a rare player with a ceaseless bundle of energy who could always create space for himself. The third point of improving leadership is to be good at delegation and control. Ferguson believes that good control is a requisite for effective leadership. Leaders must maintain control of the team, otherwise, there will be management problems. Such a leader would be like a captain of a ship, incapable of controlling its course or altering its speed and unable to lead the fleet to arrive in port safely. Of course, we cannot just rely on scolding and anger to maintain control of the team because this will only hurt those under our management. They will only turn into yes-men and concentrate on avoiding defeat. The correct way to maintain control is to give people confidence in themselves and faith in their team's direction. Meanwhile, Ferguson was very careful that his control was not to be usurped. For example, he sold players who tried to undermine his control, 
and he wouldn't allow his team to have indispensable players. And what is delegation? Ferguson believes that control and delegation are two sides of the same coin and that smart leaders need to learn to delegate, this being the difference between management and leadership. Simply put, delegation is about letting able managers manage their aspects of activities. At Manchester United, Ferguson had each department led by a manager. The head groundsman was in charge of soil management and irrigation, the doctors managed the players' health. The head of the youth academy was responsible for developing the team's pipeline. Under Ferguson's leadership, all of them carried out their duties and together accomplished the team's goals. And what was Ferguson's job? His job was to set the team's goals. His job was to help everyone else believe they could do things that they didn't think they were capable of. His job was to chart a course that the players had never pursued before and ultimately help them reach success. And Ferguson understood how to respect his team members' opinions and delegate tasks to them and believed that they could do their jobs well. For example, if the doctor said a player was not fit to take the field, Ferguson would not pressure them into changing their mind. Finally, let's discuss the fourth point of being a leader, to excel at selling ideas. Ferguson believes that any leader is a salesman who has to sell his ideas inside and outside of his organization or inspire people to achieve what they had never even dreamed of. One of the most important things about operating a team is to convince the best people to join your team even if they can earn more elsewhere. In Manchester United, the managers sell to three main constituencies, potential fans, possible sponsors, and potential players. Among these three, Ferguson was mainly responsible for selling Manchester United to potential players and persuading them to join. To that end, Ferguson built a scouting system. He set up a variety of bonuses to motivate scouts to spot talented young players. People often think that football coaches only need to be responsible for the team's tactics, while Ferguson believes that football coaches are also salesmen and have to learn to sell their teams too. Bringing in David Beckham is a classic case. When scout Malcolm Fidgen spotted the 12-year-old Beckham, there were plenty of other clubs pursuing him. Still, in the end, only Ferguson succeeded in recruiting him. To accomplish this, Ferguson met Beckham's parents and siblings to understand his background and ensure that his family felt that Manchester United really cared about him. The team also invited Beckham to attend summer training sessions and showed him the first team dressing room. Eventually, Manchester United succeeded in bringing in Beckham. That's all for part one which explored how to improve our leadership skills. To sum up, a leader needs to operate and think like an owner, to listen and observe, learn to control and delegate, and excel at selling their ideas. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.